What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Bhangra Podcast. I apologize for the terrible audio right now. I'm on my way to Bruin right now, and I totally forgot to record this little bit. So we're doing something a little bit different on the podcast today. Back in the day on BTF, there would be multiple threads about any given competition about how the competition was run. They would post good things that they saw at the competition, bad things that they saw at the competition, things that other competitions could learn from, things like that. And we kind of wanted to bring that back. I do want to make it very clear, though, that we did reach out to Bangra Blowout over the course of the past month and ask them if they wanted to release a statement or even come on the podcast and talk about their experiences running Blowout for the first time in two years after COVID. Um, However, they declined to do so. So that being said, let's get into the rest of this podcast. This is the Bangra Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Bangarda Podcast. This is Sid. I'm here with Bujan from Georgia Tech and Umer. Uh, and we are here to talk about Blowout this past year, which is 2022. Uh, so we're going to do just a quick recap. We have one of the judges and one of the team members. Uh, so I just I just want to talk about what the goal of this podcast is today. And the, the point of this podcast is not to blast Blowout. Uh, people are doing the best they can. Uh, all of us, every single person out there is doing the best they can. It's not to blast anybody, blast the committee, blast, it's like none of that. This is to take an experience and let's learn from this experience. Future blog committee, you know, future any committee, take some of these experiences that Bujan and Umer are going to talk about and let's just get better, right? That, that That's the whole point, you know, and just want to make that clear out the gate uh, that this is the point of our, of us making this podcast. Uh, so we'll get into it. Um, and and after blowout was done, uh, as as I said before, Umer was a judge, and there were he heard a lot of things from the team captains. I'm sure the other judges did too. The team captains went through, seemed to have gone went through quite a bit uh, when it when it came to uh, just logistically working with the competition and just various things that happened through the weekend. So uh, we got put into a group me, uh, and you know, a bunch of different captains that we're not going to name. Obviously, Pujan was one of them, though. Uh, got in the group meeting and started just saying, like, what happened, right? And so, you know, we're like, okay, so if anybody wants to come on and talk about this, we can talk about it because, you know, something just needs to be said because we, as, as I said before, we want the circuit to be, uh, you know, as good as it possibly can be. And you can't do that if you don't learn from, if you don't learn from experiences and things like this, I promise you, if this was 2012, there would be like 45 posts on BTF of just people complaining and, and just like talking about their experience. Uh, but I guess the podcast is all we have today. So, so, so be it. This is where it's going to happen. Uh, so I want to start, we're just going to go through a quick timeline of the, uh, of what it was like from, uh, Putin's perspective as a captain and then Umar's perspective as a judge. Yeah. So I got a call. And was told that I got selected to judge blowout um, March ele- like March eleventh, like about a month before the competition, uh, give or take like a few days. And real, real quick, what what was the date of the show? April fourteenth, April second. Oh, second, okay. April second. Okay, yeah. All right. So yeah. you got you got you got told March eleventh, and the show mm-hmm. was April second. Yeah. I uh, and Pujan, Pujan, when did you find out who was judging? We found out who was judged. I think it was whenever they posted it on Instagram for the public. That's when we found out. Okay, got it's it. Not like- so 
here. Actually, I have to pull up the the email because I don't want to misquote anything. But once I got the email, I was a little confused about the whole process. They so they sent us the old rubric, and it's it's clear for me when I was looking at this like the circuits changed a little bit in terms of like rubric formats and like the wording of things. So I wanted to make sure that the rubric was updated kind of up to snuff with how everybody else kind of looks at rubric nowadays. Um, but the way they wanted to make changes was really weird. So in order to prevent like biases amongst judges, they didn't tell us who the other judges were prior to the competition. And then also they wanted the rubric changes uh, suggestions to be anonymous, I guess. So they asked us all to reply to the email with the rubric changes, and then they would decide what the changes to the rubric were. And then they, again, like the wording of the email is very vague, but it, it implied that we will announce the changes to you, the judges, and then also to the dancers on the pre comp judges call and like all at once. So like, I'll find out like who the other judges are. Who the other, and then what the rubric is all at the same time. And I was like, whoa, not cool. Um, I will say, and like, I, I do want to make sure this is clear. Like one thing that was really, I had a, call, a phone call with one of the directors and they were very, very honest and very open about, um, like, like they basically said, one of them was like, basically said like, yo, listen, I was a DRP liaison the last, when they won blowout, that was the first blowout that was a part of. And then two years later, and now I'm director. I like I understand that like I did a lot of learning that I need to do and things like that. We want to make this the best show possible, and so they made a lot of changes. Like at least like they were very in, at least from my perspective, from the judging perspective, they were fairly flexible with what they were uh, willing to do. Um, they after that conversation, they just like the conversation. I think like a week later, they're like, okay, we'll just like make a group chat. We'll just like let y'all talk and then figure it out. Unfortunately, because of the timing, we weren't able to get like a judges with the director's call set up in time before the pre-judges team call. So all the changes that were made were just like suggestions on WhatsApp. And it was kind of like, it was really like back and forth, back and forth, but like very asynchronous and things like that. So it was really like, it was really unorganized. And like, yeah. So, so, yeah. And then I think the rubric was announced like on that call, like sometime like late March, I think like the last week of March or something, like 10 days before the competition. It felt really bad. Uh, it was also kind of out of our hands. Like the changes need to be made, but also like they, they, they gave us a call three weeks before the competition. Like, I, like there's not much else I could do in that sense but um yeah so that's that's kind of just like some basic stuff so i think uh you know to, to not to, to try to put it as as nicely but not lightly as possible is, is this is not ideal from a team's perspective to not know what the rubric or the judges who the judges are uh more than two weeks away from the show it's because uh, Pujan, I, I don't know when you got the rubric i mean i don't you don't need to go through your email rummaging for it, but just knowing that you got into the show four weeks prior to, you still didn't have a rubric, you know, uh, that's obviously that you didn't get the, you, you, you know, four, even four weeks away is way too, like I would have been hollering, hooting and hollering at the committee, be like, where's the rubric at? Who are the judges? Um, and, and I looked at the Instagram, uh, while you guys were talking and March 23rd. So two weeks before the show, they announced who the judges were. Um, secondly, 
so, so first, from the team's perspective, that's not ideal. I don't know how to prepare uh, my team for whatever the rubric is and who the judges are, uh, no matter what anybody says. Um, the rubric dictates a lot about, you know, what is going to happen at the show, period. I don't care who the judges are, but if, and if the judges aren't following the rubric, that's also a problem. But the rubric should be dictating what the bias of the competition is. And at the same time, the judges are all human. You know, they're natural personalities. Uh, you, I mean, people do do their research about who specific judges are, and and how to tailor uh, specific moments and specific things. And and I, I could talk, I could rant, I'd do a whole rant about that. Uh, catering specific, you know, even if you're even if you're trying to cater to a folk judge and you're a a, uh, a modern team, just knowing that you have a folk judge on the panel changes the way that you prepare for that judge. Just that's just how it is. So not knowing those things just isn't good from a competitive perspective. Uh, from the judges, from the judges' side, uh, not knowing who my fellow judges are, you know, that's that 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 long away, just sounds like something archaic uh, at this point. It sounds like something that used to happen in two thousand eight, where you where they just used to show up, probably didn't even know what the rubric was, never talked to the teams before. Um, it also doesn't sound like they had. A, did they have a call with the judges and the teams at all before yeah, the show? Where did that happen? Mm -hmm. They did, and it was like I think a couple of days after the rubric was revealed. But yeah, um, okay, already that happened. Yeah, already we're coming in the comp late, and then there was like one rule on the rubric where it's like, you know, we need to have seven minutes of dancing, and it wasn't in the red packet or communicator earlier, and that was like a big place where we were like, oh, you know, you were. I mean, a lot of teams were sort of in that boat where they were like, yo, um, I know uh, you didn't put it in the packet, and yeah, now it's yeah. That was um yeah that was one thing mm -hmm. that um that did like to be fairly honest that did play a factor in the judging we like we just kind of like when it came to like time limit like we just put the same time limit they had in the other rubric like I didn't really care about it too much but um like the like you may notice watching the videos uh there were a lot of really long shares and they also started dancing during the share so that it was like active dancing like t during the share so that it counted towards the end. And um, I know Avi specifically called out, I think maybe, I think actually GT specifically, they said like, hey, like that share was like really long and like I didn't really like love it so much. And then we only found out after the fact, like during the judges meeting after the competition, it's like, oh yeah, we had to because that seven minute thing. We're just like, yeah. oh no. Yeah, That's exactly. Whack. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, just, you know, not to just to, what's the what's the takeaway? It's right. Just prepare, be like, give your teams enough time to prepare. You know, the, to to know your judges only two weeks away is is not right. It's just not right. Uh, and number two, that not having a rubric more than more than a month away is just not right. And, and from the judges' side of things, you know, uh, we need to be able to talk about it, especially if you want us on the same page. We need to be able to talk about it, right? Just saying. Just saying that, okay, you guys just make your suggestions and we'll decide what, what we take. Well, even if I make a, a suggestion, the written word is not the spoken word, right? And we need to talk about the written word so that the written word means the same thing to all of us. And that we, then we communicate that to the team, which is why you have the judges meeting with the teams more than a month and a half away from the show. So the combination of all these things is why, like, you know, again, you could have given me that if I was an Umer and whoever else's shoes, could have given me the rubric, but I would have been like, okay, what exactly does this mean? If you're telling me like, like if I, and especially if I, if I read it and, and I, if I don't know what exactly what it means, 
I'm going to ask you what it means and I'm going to ask everybody else what it means so that we're on the same page because the last thing we all need is Bujin to come into a judge's meeting and I say one thing because I interpreted the rubric one way and then Umar says another thing because he interpreted the rubric another way. That's that's just what you don't want and that's why we should be able to talk. As judges, we should be able to talk it through with each other. Whatever conclusions we come to, that's great and then we can write it the way we want to write it and we're all on the same page. So, takeaway. Get your judges lined up and done, you know, as early as humanly possible, like as early as humanly possible. I get asked to judge NDC in like November and the show's not till mid-March, right? So, um, so show, so, so for actual show day, um, I could, I could read one of these quotes and it's just, I, again, in this group me, I was, I was reading this stuff and I was just like, dang, like teams went through some stuff. And again, uh, I told Bujan before we started recording, this is not the worst experience that that someone has ever had on the bunker circuit. There's no chance. It's not even close. Like there are worse bunker die experiences, but this is, but this isn't good. Uh, and, and for blowout again, we got to We got to figure this out because you guys are the, the longest and the most oldest show, the collegiate championship. You guys need to be here forever. And you know, to, we want you to be better. So, um, Bujan, if you want to talk about, um, you know, if it's like show day, uh, mixer show day, like when you were in DC, kind of at least walk us through some of the issues that you guys are running into. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things, uh, that was like unique. I remember I was talking about this too, when we saw it in the group chat was like, liaisons were like given a very specific rule. It was a very good intention, but like they were just told to like, yo, do not leave teams unattended under any circumstance. Right. And like very well-meaning rule. And then. Apparently some of the liaisons on other teams were taking it a little too seriously. And like some of the other teams were saying like, yo, the liaisons were like following us into the bathrooms when the bathrooms are like next door to our practice space or whatever. And, you know, just like some of the liaisons were a lot more stickler about it than our team had to deal with. Our team was like a little annoying, but apparently other teams had to take a lot of the, like a lot worse than we did. Yes. Yeah, so I was talking to one of the board members and they were they specific they told me that some of the some person in leadership specifically told the teams like you need to follow them into the bathroom you need to like follow them everywhere they go like as like again probably well-intentioned but i'm not really sure where that idea came into mind so like that that wasn't something like the liaisons all just like just collectively decided to do like that was something they were told to do that just sounds like someone on board had a really bad experience with like a team or a dancer at some show sometime along the way. And they're like, don't leave the teams ever. I can't imagine what, like, honestly, I can't imagine what that experience is that they're telling them to, to like go into the bathroom with them. What I don't even know what unattended means to be honest with you. Um, because we're all here, you know, all competition committees, we are there to dance. We're not here for anything else. All we are doing all day is preparing for your show and trying to put on the best show possible for your audience. So there is nothing else that we are doing than that. And, you know, by all, we will handle our team and because by all, every single, I've been a captain for so long. I had plenty of idiots on my team, <laughs> but we'll handle that. You don't need to worry about that. We'll follow them into the bathroom. <laughs> To kind of go off of that, and this is like a anecdote that one of the teams told me. Um, so one of the teams was trying to get ready for the competition and 
they were told they were wanted to warm up before the comp comp but like i think because of covid restrictions they weren't allowed to be like side stage warming up which understandable like there's only a certain amount of people you're allowed like backstage side stage so they said you can't do that um so they want they were just going to like okay let's just warm up out front out front in the like the lobbyish area like okay um so what happened next was they were they asked liaisons like hey yo can you like let us know like three four comp teams ahead of time so that we can go warm up and they're like no whatever et cetera, et cetera. Some, uh, a little bit um further along um it is now like one or two teams before the um before and the captain is very insistent like listen i'm like walking out the door right now with my team like we're gonna go warm up because we're about to go compete the ESOs are like you have not been called side stage you have not not been called backstage you must watch the performances and sit and stay in your seats um it got to the point where the liaison was took the props from the team barricaded themselves between the team and the doors leading out into the lobby and said you cannot leave and so this this team unfortunately had to dance cold which sucks and uh talking to a board member asking like about that I was like what the heck was that about and apparently they were specifically told barricade yourself in front of the door to not let anybody any team leave the auditorium because you had to watch all they they were insistent upon the teams watching all the performances um but yeah that that was again oh that i'll be honest i'm not really sure where the intention was or where what the idea behind that was but listen take away from that story if you are if you're a team one you do not, don't do not make the, the dancers watch all performances if they don't want to like if they get psyched out let them do what they want to do to provide some space, even if it is just like the lobby out front or like, I don't know, some some kind of like stairwell, something where they can just kind of like hop in place or do something to kind of warm up, provide some kind of space to warm up right before they go, like like two, three, four at performance ahead of time. Because dancing cold's the worst. Yeah. I, I have, I'm not going to name names, but there are other teams that I've competed against that when told, um, you know, to be forced to watch the show. They said, we will not, like, we, we do not watch the show. Like, they do not watch anybody. Like, this this team does not watch anybody. And I remember the committee being saying, well, you have to hear. And the, 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 the coach of the team was like, we will not watch the show. Like, I promise, he said to her, I promise you, you tell me what time we need to be side stage, we will be side stage. You will have no problem. We will dance, we will perform, everything will be good. We can get ready at the hotel, we'll hang out at the hotel, we'll get warmed with the hotel. I'll drive everybody here at whatever time. You say 755, we'll be here 755. And the and the, the, the girl didn't know what to do. <laughs> and but that's we're all competitors here. We need we we all need to be in our own flow, right? We all need we all have our own ways of warming up, and especially Bungardo, like this is that's this is way too high intensive a dance to allow dancers to only like five minutes to warm up. So yeah, that's that's not good. Dude, don't do that to dancers. That that ruins the show experience. Oh, so one thing I, I did want to ask uh, specifically. So we were told by some of the other, other teams that they were specifically asked, like, hey, we need a full video of your routine three to four weeks ahead of time. And any day it was late, it was a $20 late fee. Um, why what like what was what was what was that all about so i believe in the reg packet they were saying that 
that was in the event that the comp went virtual and you know mm -hmm. i get it in that case you need a video not really sure why you need a video one month in advance um like a lot can change to your set in one month as we all know um i think our team really just ended up like we just took one of our old performances and just submitted it like we're not going to rush and make a new video for this deadline and we just prayed it didn't it didn't go virtual and it thankfully it didn't but it's like a good idea but it's like you know why, why do we need to do that like a month in advance so not really sure the timing wise but and and putin can you speak to the um there's one piece of all of this that uh that we haven't touched upon yet is the pictures the requirement mm. of yeah, yeah pictures or something can you can use yeah. on that i think first of all um like kind of related to the pictures just like in general scheduling on saturday like tech time itself ended pretty late like i think our team got out of like the stage rehearsal tech time part i think we were done with that at like 3 30 p.m which is like what what was your what were, where were I you was in the show seventh order? so second to last in the order Ugh. and like Goodness. it would make sense like if it's like a 16 team fusion bunger comp like maybe it would make sense but like we have eight teams, two exhibitions, like at that point, it's just like, you know, like, do we really need to drag it out the song? Like, can we not just push everything up a little bit? You know, mm -hmm. that was like the first weird thing, like tech time ran super late for eight teams, two ex exhibitions. But after that, it was like, it was like at 6 PM, they were telling us like, Hey, we have this like team pictures going on and then we're going to be. It's gonna be like a mini team social where you go and like talk to other teams and then and like so they so basically what they were telling you to do was that at 610 they wanted you fully ready bugs tied everything ready to go mm. so that you could take this photo at 610 and then go and sit in the audience for the entire show for yeah was it was did they give you a reason why the picture was necessary no i mean it's always like oh we need to take Team picture. I don't remember the last time our team has made a team picture that these comps require. Like, I'll be honest. Um, I don't remember. And when we do make it, I don't even know where they get posted. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, fair. Like, like where, where are these, where are these team pictures? You're right. You're like, right. It's in my one Facebook group, like hidden away. Like nobody's going to see it anyways. Like, but yeah, it was originally like, everybody needs to be ready. All the bugs done. And we're like, like logistically, that's not going to work out. Like. This is my first year learning how to time anyway. So, you know, I'm a little rusty, still learning the ropes. So, mm -hmm. and you know, it's just like, we were going back and forth. Yeah. I like for, so for any team, for any comps out there, um, maybe not who haven't danced, who haven't danced bunker competitively or haven't been to a few many competitions. It takes about 15 minutes to type bug. Like if you're good, like if you're like really solid and like got that shit smack, like pat down, like. Yeah, it takes about 15 minutes to tie a bug. Um, it can be, and realistically, you know, you're going to retie like two, three, four bugs, like depending on how many bugs you're going to tie, like it takes a long time. And so, and that's just like one piece. Then you got to, you got to tie the phone on, you got to do all this, all that, pinning everything. It takes a long time to get one, like one dancer ready. So realistically, if your team is out at 3.30 and you tell them, okay, you have three hours right after you just danced, to eat lunch, go back and forth from the hotel, come back, tie all the bugs, and six. It's like it's not feasible. And also, 
it's just a picture. It's not that deep. Like first and foremost, like is like is your comp going to make or break its social media presence if that team is not there? You have the video. You can like get pictures side stage, on stage, things like that. This probably looks way cooler than like a pose, like you know. But um, point being, competitions, fuck your pictures. All right, it's like it's not that big deep. And if you really need it, just like get them side stage and be like peachy, like cheese them right before they get on. Like if that's what you really. But work with the teams, like please, like just like listen to teams, listen to what they want. Yeah, I'll I'll say this. Uh, I I'm not gonna say screw your pictures because if you really want your pictures, then I think that you need to build in enough time for the teams to get ready to be able to take their pictures, and then be ready to deal with the deal with whichever team is going to be like, listen, we're going last in the show. We're not going to be ready at five o'clock or whatever it is. Right. Uh, you gotta be ready to just deal with that. Um, one thing, one thing that was brought up that was definitely even like played probably a really big part in judging deliberations was the backdrop. Uh, what exactly were you told? When exactly were you told about all these details about the backdrop and who told you? If I remember backdrop was like. Every comp does this where it's like, they have this like, like $15,000 screen and I'm just like, what, can you just move it a little bit further back and then we'd be chilling, but whatever. I mean, like, but <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. they told us, I believe with the cat, they had like captain's meeting after mixer where they usually give us a schedule mm -hmm. and stuff, mm -hmm. but I think it was them where they're like, yo, you know, really make sure that your team doesn't touch the backdrop or make sure they really don't do that. They really emphasize it there where it's like, okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's not like the first comedy to do They had Nashville, our team went there and they had similar rules there. But it was like at the mm -hmm. captain's meeting on Friday, they told us about it. And, you know, so some teams, I don't think my team had much of an issue with it. Other teams obviously did. But, yeah. Um, so one thing that we were, um, like some of the teams told us was that uh, the clarity and about what was going to happen to them as a team if they had the backdrop was very unclear. Um, at first, they were just kind of saying, like, kind of what you told me, what you just said was, like, just don't hit it. Please, please, please don't hit it. It's very expensive. And then at one point, uh, one team was berated during their tech time and by somebody on, on leadership saying, like, like, screaming at them for, like, four minutes, saying, like, do not touch the backdrop. We're going to fine you $30,000. And I think that, like, $30,000 number kind of spread to, like, everybody else because every single <laughs> every single team that came in was just like, hey, so I know we hit this backdrop. Judges, can you, like, help us get out of this fine? And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. Um, that's, like, that's, like, super stressful. I get it. Like, yeah. it's a very expensive thing and things like that. But, like, I don't know. Um, they also didn't really tell us what was going on with the backdrop in, in terms of judging. Like, they just kind of told us, like, hey, just letting you know this is ba big backdrop thing. Uh, we need you to take off points. Um, and we kind of decided at the judges' meeting after talking to them that we'll just take off three. But that's one thing. Also, you mentioned that after the teams, as a mixer, what there was some issues with getting your schedules for the yeah, next day um, apparently like they y'all only got your your schedules like 2 a.m after y'all complained saying like hi i we all don't want to show up at 6 a.m oh, can you just skip us God, our yeah. schedules unlocked unlocked a hidden memory yeah. right like, there. if you want to yeah, yeah. <laughs> so suppress that yeah go bit. for it Explain. yeah 
Yeah, originally for Tech Time, they're like, it was really weird because they're like, hey, all teams need to be at like the practice center at like, there's like one building right next to the venue where all the dressing rooms were. It was literally right across the street. But they're like, all teams need to be there at 9.30 a.m. And we're just like, especially the teams later at Tech Time, and we're like, why are we showing up 9.30 just to like sit in the dressing room? Four hours, three hours, like. And, you know, we all told him that. I think I was the first one who was like, I think the rule's a little, I think you should give it a little bit more leniency for the later teams. But um, that was like the first weird rule that they said at the meeting. And like, we were all just sort of like, yeah, did we hear you rightly? We all got to be there at 930, even if we're like eighth in show order. And then, you know, eventually they changed that and then they set out the schedule really late because of it. I don't know if it was like as late as 2 a.m., but it so- was pretty late. Um, I did want to go over some weirdness with the rules for judging too. So, like I said, the weird, the whole thing, but eventually they kind of backed down and said like, okay, it's fine. It's okay. We can just, uh, like whatever, however you want to adjust the rubric and things like that. Um, I think it was very apparent, at least from my perspective, that they were very caught up in like how blow has been done in the past, what the rules were in the past, and therefore, like, that is what it's going to be. Like, it's been done this way for a long time, so therefore, we're going to continue to do it this way. Um, Sid, I don't, I think, I don't know if, like, I know you've judged blood a few times in the past, and I don't know how you even remotely dealt with, like, a lot of this stuff, because, like, there's, like, these very, like, very complicated rules about, like, swapping teams and placings and things like that. They wanted, all right, so, Let's start with, they're very weirdly like, we want you all to do paper judging and they will all you want, write it, write it down. I said, no, it, it got to a point where like, they were so adamant about paper judging. I was like, I'll just drop out right now, man. Like I like, I haven't booked my ticket yet. Like, it's fine. Like I will, I will just drop out. They came back to me the next day and we're like, okay, fine. You can like, you can judge with your computer. Um. And it was like weird things like that just constantly throughout where they were just like, we need you to follow exactly what this rule book says. And because apparently this is always the way it was done, which I was like, false. I know Sid never judges with paper. Well, I was like, like, there's no way he's ever done that. And there's no way Ankush was doing that. Like, there's no way Ankush was following any of these rules. He's just going to like yell at you and tell you, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, will say, I will say this just, just to back up a second. Yeah. There were no rules for us. It was, oh. how should we, how should we structure the rubric? You guys tell us based on what, mm-hmm. you know, what we want the rubric to look like. And then you guys write it out and make, make the point. So they give us the freedom to do that. And, uh, you know, we, we also had the freedom to decide what the, you know, movement and swaps would look mm-hmm. like. We, we, d- we all decided you can't move more than one placing. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I've never been a part of a, of a panel where I could move someone from like one to four or something, something <laughs> ridiculous like that yeah. um uh you know they gave they, there was nothing there was never a moment where i've i mean like there were there were problems with all with other blowouts and that's fine mm-hmm. um nothing like this though nothing like with this whole you have to write it write it on hand you have to you know do this or do that like it was very much you guys are the judges we're trust you know we, we're bringing you here for a reason Tell us what we need to do so you guys can judge this right. Yeah, and I think end of the day, like, again, I want to give, like, blow credit. End of the day, like, they did acquiesce to, like, me bitching. Um, 
<laughs> but like it it was it was annoying because they're like no like like this whole swapping things but again a lot of rules of judging a lot of things like that that were really annoying and like listen take away comps you are bringing on teams you know I mean so you bring on judges they dance for a long time they know what they're doing they've probably especially for blow up like they've judged before this isn't their first time they know what they're doing let them judge the way they want to judge obviously like maybe just have a person in a room to just kind of like make sure no shenanigans no karkuti are happening but like other than that like let them do their job like that's what you brought them in for so yeah also pay for their hotel yeah, and their pay for their hotel and pay for their travel like that's like bare minimum or did 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 blow out not do they, at first they didn't and then we're just like you're paying for this right and they're just like oh we didn't think about that let me go back and then like okay yeah we'll pay for it but like that was like a thing that was like that was my first thing i was like ah this is this isn't this, there are any issues but yeah uh and you know i think that uh it's just no, no, no. You said everything. I mean, in 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 the BTF uh, Facebook group, whoever proves that anymore, there's a whole list. There's a whole thread of it's in the files of like how to run a competition. Read that through. M multiple people have have contributed to that, and I'm sure you know more. I, I encourage anybody listening to this if you go read that, contribute to contribute to that yourself as well. Uh, talk, you know, to add in add in something that you think that would help a competition be better. And then competitions, there's your, there's your manual almost, right. Of just what to do and how to do it. Uh, and just follow that. And you're going to throw a great, you're going to throw at least a show that teams want to come back to. Uh, and because no, it doesn't sound like based on this group, me that, that we, you know, we reading through these messages, no one seemed to want to, you know, come back except for the fact that it's a collegiate championship. And, you know, I don't think blood needs to do any rebranding or anything like that. It's just get it together for next year. Just write some standard operating procedures, reach out to, you know, old blood, uh, you know, chairs, you know, 2016, 2017, in my opinion, were great. I can't speak for anything after that. Um, but if you want to reach out to them, reach out to them, uh, read that, read that thing in BTF and you'll know, you'll know what to do. You will know what to do. And if you still don't, I don't know, just reach out, reach out to other, other old, older folks on the circuit people in your area to help you like just get some mentorship like we want you to have a great show too all the judges want you to have a great show the teams want you to have a great show everybody wants the show to be sold out everybody wants all the teams to do really well like everybody wants the best right but if it's just going to be this like well you have to do this you have to do that it's just not going to you're, you're not going to get the ball rolling in the right direction so that's the end of my rant yeah um no thank problem. you Bujan, for coming on I appreciate it. I'm just thinking but, that, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was our team's first year at Blowout this year. And then it's still a great time. I, mean, mm -hmm. I think it's our first year. So we're always going to look back on it a little bit fondly. But, you know, I think in general, you know, any other yeah. team in my position, I just hope they can have a better first time. Betty, better 15th time. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. like, we should all just strive for a better experience as, as a whole. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bungered Up podcast. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is, it'll make you more happy. Other thing that'll make you more happy is if you give it a give us a like and a comment. Uh, wherever you can like and comment on us, I don't know where you where you tell like comment YouTube, podcast. YouTube, but yes, on YouTube. I'm yeah. sorry, on YouTube. Go ahead and hit the yeah. like button on yeah. YouTube for Uber, yeah. make it super happy. 
also join the discord umer's always dropping stuff early in the discord dropping memes in the discord dropping extra videos in the discord uh if you join the discord you see it first and and there's also some pretty juicy conversations that end up happening in the just discord uh, it seems to be where a lot of the chatter is in the Bungardai community uh, from a community perspective and not just a one-on-one -on -one Instagram perspective. So do join the Discord. And with that, that's all we got. Cool.